Hey guys, you're listening to 20 and Growing, episode 2. So I hope everyone is being safe and practicing social distancing during this time. I also want to thank the essential workers for sacrificing their health for the sake of everyone else. So I really appreciate that. Um, But I do want to talk about how this quarantine can really affect those of us who struggle with mental health. So self-isolation can trigger depression And that's because as humans, we rely on human contact. We need it. We are dependent on it for our mental and our physical health. Many of us aren't used to being alone. And this quarantine is forcing us to be alone all the time. So that's when we need to really acknowledge the difference between self-isolation and loneliness. I know that when I get really upset, I isolate myself from my friends. I try not to contact them as often because of my mood or whatever the case may be. I don't want to bring them down. All of those excuses when our friends are there for us. If you have the right friends, you should feel no shame contacting them. But I feel like with this self-isolation, it's completely different. And this is why. The difference is we just physically can't see each other. So I'm trying not to dig a hole into self-isolation because there's a difference between self-isolation and no contact at all. We are one phone call away from our friends. We are one FaceTime away from being able to see them. And this goes for family members as well. I know a lot of people aren't able to see their parents that they're close to because they are older and immune compromised. So instead of dwelling on the fact that we can't physically see them and we can't physically hold them, we need to understand that we are lucky enough to live in a time where we can call them and FaceTime them and be able to communicate regardless of not being in physical contact. And you're probably thinking we've been doing the same thing every single day since this quarantine started What can I even talk about? What can I talk to my friend about that she doesn't already know? And this is when you suggest a movie and you guys can watch it together on FaceTime like me and my best friend did. So she was able to see my facial facial expressions and hear my unnecessary commentary. Or you can watch the movie separately and then just talk about it after or text throughout but I honestly prefer the FaceTime and watching the movie at the same time because it really felt like we were in the same room. Another a friend another friend of mine suggested... Cause, okay, so I've been getting really into painting and another friend of mine suggested that he picks out three or four colors that I could use in my painting and I pick out a couple colors that he could use in his painting and then we kind of share each other's masterpieces by sending a picture and what we came up with. So that's another way you could be connected. I tried starting a book club, but my friend wasn't a fan because this book that I'm reading, it's Why Men Love Bitches. And I feel like I read the first couple pages and I was like, I'm definitely going to have mixed feelings about this book and I want to talk about it to someone. But she's not a big reader the way I am, so... I was just like, fine, I'm just going to tell you what I think about the book anyways, or if I find something interesting, I'll bring it to your attention. And so that's the way that I'm staying socially connected to my friends without physically seeing them. And no, it is not 
as fun as going out with my friends, getting dinner with my friends. It's not the same thing, but at least I'm still communicating with them and not completely alone. So I've noticed that I've been talking really fast because that's just what happens when I start to get passionate. But I wanted to also bring up that there's a lot of pressure in self-isolation because everyone's saying you have to use this time you know don't waste time just sitting at home watching movies you you have to do something productive maybe start working out because you said that you would start working out a while ago maybe start cooking maybe start doing this start a different project you know try different things now's the time to do it but it's also the time to relax a lot of us go to school full-time work full-time sometimes both and it's just like you can take the this time to chill out and I'm not saying be completely lazy but I'm saying give yourself those days where you can be completely lazy you have no obligations right now unless you do then don't be completely lazy just be a little bit lazy but don't feel like you're forced to be doing something every hour of every day do things the way you want to do them because now's the time where you can do things the way you want to. You know, if you want to start working out, start doing that. But don't feel like you have to do that because you're doing nothing else. So that's just my take on it. I also want to bring up another mental health problem that people rarely acknowledge and that's eating disorders because... A lot of times this topic goes unnoticed or it's just too hard to talk about so people don't talk about it at all. Eating disorders stem off of control and they really thrive in self-isolation. So those who have suffered an eating disorder in the past can be triggered and those who haven't gotten treatment or haven't healed yet can be falling in between the cracks. And it's really hard because people don't acknowledge that eating disorders literally eat at your mind. And especially when there's nothing else to do or nothing else to focus on, it's the one thing on your mind. It's the one thing that's controlling your mind. And it's the one thing that you think you're in control of. Unfortunately, we all know someone who has been affected by an eating disorder So try and reach out from a place of non-judgment. You know, if you suspect anything, be sure to start a conversation because this type of disorder has so much shame around it. So you want to come from a place of non-judgment if you are going to be reaching out to someone you that has been diagnosed that has been diagnosed or someone you may suspect to have an eating disorder. I'm okay. I found a balance that works for me. I just wanted to use my experience as a way to help you guys understand how mental health problems can really sprout during this time in self-isolation. This episode was a little bit heavier than I intended it to be, but it's very important. And I have one more thing to say, and that is to be the friend that you would need. So check in with your friends, because oftentimes the ones who are struggling the most are the ones who don't reach out. And on that note, stay safe and tune in next week for episode three.